Welcome to Hive Mind. I am on Zoom with JoLynn and Lindsay. We're doing our Survivors Season 41, post-season 41, post-mortem. I don't know. What do we call this thing? We're going to talk about everything Season 41. We, we got together right before the merge, and we're able to have a conversation about the first half of the season, and we are so excited to talk about the second half. Season 41, per my Twitter, pretty polarizing polarizing which is surprising to me because i happen to really love this season and i'm kind of picky so love it yeah um lindsay you a fan of season 41 i loved it but i think i said this last time like i'm not very discerning with survivor like i think it's all pretty good so i i loved it well i mean that's fair too that's fair to put it in context for me i guess if i if i ranked every season on a scale of one to ten um probably the average would come out to like a six um season 40 would have been a 10 out of 10 season 39 would have been a one out of 10 um this one i would give a solid nine i thought it was so good my only criticism of the season that we talked about last time is i think there was a little especially pre-merge a little bit too much too many twists gimmicky it was too gimmicky, but post merge, ten out of ten. Like the, these episodes were phenomenal. I agree, right? and I think a huge piece of why it's so good, like the cast was so great. Like there was obviously a lot of, there was still plenty of drama without delving into like, like crazy territory where yeah. like mm-hmm. people are throwing rice on the fire or like. Or you know what I mean? Like we didn't get any of that, but there was still plenty of drama, plenty of blind sides, whatever. And I don't know. The cast was so likable. I think the there's only one person that I like overall didn't like. I that was like my least favorite person, and then the rest of them kind of grew on me or or whatever. But and you're um, talking about Sydney, right? I am talking about Sydney. <laughs> I do not like her. <laughs> But that's because she was the only kind of like villainous person and everybody else was like generally really likable oh yeah, I, I, I liked every single person and i sydney i feel like i didn't pay much attention to because i don't have the same feelings about her that you guys do although Lindsay, i have been thinking about how last time we recorded and you said that she's like the embodiment of every mean girl in high school and i was like mm-hmm. i probably just have a different experience with this personality type than like Lindsay and joe <laughs> might <laughs> i mean the thing is it's fine and and the thing about like there were like people who had like villainish traits at points, but weren't, didn't have like a villain arc. Right. And so that's, I think like the, what distinguishes like a Shan from, you know, I don't even know a a stereotypical villain. Like what's his name? A little short fair play. Johnny fair. I'm thinking of the short little guy. What's his name? Who's on here. It doesn't matter. Cut this out. This is, this is stupid. (laughs) What I'm saying right now. Well, well, and it it is, genuinely fun when you like all of the people and i'm really hoping that survivor is learning that it's not fun it's season 39 was almost unwatchable because one of the guys was like sexually assaulting women and it was just like i don't want to i don't want to see this and especially when those people do well in the game it's really upsetting this this season post merge like i had my people i was rooting for and my people that i was like i kind of want that person to get voted out but genuinely, all of them, I was like, I think I would be friends with every single one of these people in real life. And so, like, 
any of them wins, there might be a couple that'd be like, it's kind of a disappointing conclusion to a game I like, but I wouldn't have been mad because it's like, yeah, they seem like good people though. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, this is how like my feeling about most reality TV is like you have to be invested to some degree and you have to kind of like the people. Like this is a big thing with housewives for me. Like I have to kind of like you. Like if you've jumped the shark, like I'm over it. Like it, that does not make good reality TV in this day and age. Like maybe do you guys remember the VH1 shows like Flavor of Love and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like during that like era, like I feel like that was like okay, like you know, like all these people are like fun to hate. And I feel like today, like we're like a different people or something. Like I I kind of have to be on board with everybody. Well, and I wonder how much of it is a social media issue. I think it just it's getting so exhausting to be annoyed with people all the time. And when I go to watch reality TV, I I want to I want to see people that I enjoy spending time with. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I feel like I feel like there is a turning point in the casting. I really do. I'm like very hopeful that all the seasons from now, and that's not to say that we won't, you know, get a, a one-up, but it seems like in the previous seasons they were purposefully casting people that they knew a majority of viewers were gonna dislike, right? And I don't feel like they they're having that same approach. I'm really, really hopeful. You know, so I, also, I don't oh sorry, go ahead, let's no. see. I, I was going to say, I also feel like everyone was really good at Survivor. Like, I yes. think that, that was the other thing that made it fun is like, I can root for like basically everyone. And like, even like Heather, I'm like, okay, like you're a goat, you got brought along. But like, you know what? You're in the final. Good for you. If she like, had won, I, I would have been like, yeah. get it, girl. I would have yeah. been surprised, but not like <laughs> upset about it, you know? No, no, I was really, everyone was like, I think a lot of most of them were fans of the game and I thought that was fun and all of them were really good at it in different ways. And I, I thought that made it extra fun as well. You know what I just learned? I was listening to Rob Constantino's podcast um, and he does like exit interviews with everybody. And he had an episode with the, the final five, um, an interview with each of them. And Deshaun had only been watching Survivor since season 37. That was like when he first wow. started. He's like a new, like, which kind of surprised me because I was like, no, no, he's he's kind of in it. But at the same time, you can kind of get the sense because he was a little bit more erratic, I feel like, than every other person. He, you know, yeah. he had some, I'm not, that's not to say that he didn't have any strategy, but it was a lot more fly by the seat of his pants as opposed to like really contemplative decisions. Like I'm going to think through like the, like the consequences of if I say this or do this. Right. So it, it was like, Oh no, that's that tracks. That tracks. He was, he was making season one through 20 mistakes. Yes. That, I agree. That yeah. You don't see yeah. from good players in, in today. Yeah. And that, so that actually does make a lot more sense. Cause like, yeah, he would get to tribal council sometimes and try and blow things up and it totally would backfire on him and be like, dude, you're not in trouble right now. Just stay quiet. It was really weird. Very but weird. It's, yeah. Do That's we, good okay. context. Yeah, that is good context. So we maybe what we should do, uh, we're kind of get all over the place. Do we want to just kind of walk through all of the post-merge exits and talk about these people and their games? So can you, can you remind me, did we talk after Erica's the episode after Erica smashed the glass or it was right before it was right before, because we, we were we, like, we were like, it'll it's be a no stupid. brainer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It'd be stupid for her not to do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I let's know. just walk through and kind of, I think with each of these, we kind of know what happens. Yeah. 
So since after we recorded last time, they, they merged, the uh, tribes merged. Our first vote out was Tiffany. Oh, so we talked about the Sydney vote out. Oh, maybe we didn't. Okay. So let's, you start, guys, with, let's start with get, Sydney. Get your opinions on Sydney out. Let me have them. <laughs> I was not sad to see Sydney go. So, so it was interesting though, because originally she wasn't on the chopping block, right? Because right. of the, smash thing the hourglass smash she then all of a sudden is up up to go and you know honestly i wasn't bummed about it oh i wasn't i just wasn't so i don't like other than i think like i said i'm scared of her like i don't have super strong feelings i think uh, essentially because she was on the tribe that never lost and so I didn't get to know her very much other than like her like talking head moments where I thought she was like pretty funny, but it, it felt of like a different era of reality TV, which like could be fun maybe to bring back in the future on a returning player season. But like, I like take her her lever for me. Yeah. He, he, I, like I said, I didn't really have strong opinions about her while she was playing but her exit interview was so bitter. And that was when I was like, oh, I wonder if she was kind of hard to be around on the cap. Because if she has this kind of attitude in a season 41 of Survivor, when like people are getting to the point where like they get it, that it's a game and like we don't have to be mad at each other about it. I, it was kind of off-putting for me. Same. I don't get like every once in a while people do these exit interviews or they like call somebody a snake and scream and storm off. You know, Shan did that actually. We'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> and then they do these really bitter exit interviews. And I'm sure I am so sure that it is just hard when you're hungry and you've just been through this emotional thing and you're tired and you're so far away from home to have a clear mind. But I always see that and I'm like, guys, you're making yourself look so bad. Well, and not only that, but like everybody feels that, right? Everybody's like hungry and exhausted. And so the fact that some people do that and some people don't, I think is what's telling because you don't have to be bitter about it, right? So I have had survivor players who I actively disliked and was like, vote them out, vote them out, who completely win me over in their exit interviews because or like they get voted out and they turn around and they're like, good game guys. Good luck to everybody. I love you. And they walk out and I'm like, Oh, he was actually a sweet guy. I just got caught up in the game. (laughs) I know. As opposed to like what I'm the one that like sticks in my mind is when, um, Andrew Savage went home, uh, because Kelly Wentworth played her idol like million seasons ago. And he like turns and like flips everybody off and like whatever, like that is just like, like it's not that serious i think yeah. i don't know anyway that's have a, yeah have a little bit of perspective like i know you really this is really disappointing for you but like they're all doing the same thing that you were doing which is trying to beat each other like we all signed right. up for this so yeah the only thing that would make me turn into a bitter person during the exit interview is if somebody tried to hug me on my way out. <laughs> I would don't Fair. want anyone to touch me. Don't hug me. Don't tell me you love me. None of that. <laughs> Just give me like a gentle wave goodbye. That's all I need. You need some space to process. Yeah. This can come later. <laughs> Lindsay, if, if what's your name had stood up as you were walking out and said, can I have your jacket? Would you have given it to her? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. Then maybe no. they get flipped the bird at that point. <laughs> maybe. Fair. 
Okay. Yes. still like one of my favorite all-time moments on Survivor. What was that? What was her name? That she was really remember. obnoxious. And um, yes, can I have she's like, oh my gosh, that was so funny. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so it, you, Jolyn, you wrote on our document the Xander dupe. Well, because we hadn't talked about that before, because we didn't know right. this was, I think, one of Xander's best moves. Xander and the original Yasa tribe. So Xander and Evie. So by this point, Liana's essentially turned on their tribe, right? She's with Shan, whatever. But she has that like uh, steal an advantage advantage. And so they come up with this plan to create a fake idol, make her think that Xander has it and he's going to use it to save Evie at the, at the tribal council. Um, and she asks for it and turns out they had made this fake. Tiffany's holding on to the real one. It is, it was honestly like a, like one of the best plays I think of survivor. It was just, it was a fun TV. That was such a fun move to watch. Really, really, really great. And I, I have to say last time we recorded, I said the words, I think Xander is kind of dumb. And <laughs> I 180 degree change on that. I think Xander was actually really smart. He, he was young. And I think that that yeah. bit him in the end. I think that he had a hard time reading the people reading the jury but he played a great game and I was really rooting for him for almost the entire second half. Yeah. And I could see him coming back and playing another two, three times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's going to be one of those kind of legacy people. So yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. So Tiffany, I, do you guys think Tiffany is somebody they bring back at a future season? I would like to I, I, watch her play. Cause we didn't get to watch her play a lot. And she was like really frantic at the beginning, but I think that she chilled out. So I wouldn't mind seeing her again. I don't know though, if they bring her back, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind seeing her play again. Yeah. So I would love her. I thought she was really fun. Um, I don't watch like the Ponderosa uh, videos on, I don't know, even know where to find them. I'm assuming <laughs> CBS, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. but <laughs> But I don't watch those, but I heard, like, I saw on Twitter or something that apparently she was really funny and, like, really great on that. So if she makes a good impression, then I think we could see her again. There was, The only video I saw from Ponderosa was Tiffany and Evie. It, it was those two, right, that had the conversation about, like, LGBTQ stuff. Yes. It was yes. Such, such a lovely video. And it was. Tiffany sitting down with Evie and asking her questions that she, like, Basically, Evie was like, I won't be offended. Like, just ask me whatever you want to ask that you've been too afraid to ask. And so, Tiffany, they have like this really, really sweet heart to heart. And it's worth looking up. If you haven't watched it, just go Google the Tiffany Evie Ponderosa video. Um, it's like three or four minutes and it's it's very sweet. Yeah, so. agreed. Um, Nasir. Nasir. So, so the next two went home the same night. Yeah, this is something important Evie. to remember because they broke off into half and each sent somebody home. Do you guys like it when they do that? Every once in a while, they'll just be like, and surprise, we're splitting you in half at random and two people are getting voted out. What do you guys think about that when the producers do it? I like it because it kind of breaks up their voting blocks because otherwise yeah. it's so predictable. And so I really like when they do that every once in a while. Okay. See, yeah, see, maybe once a season, it's okay. Yeah. 
The, yeah. the only thing that bothers me about it, I think, is I don't like it when chaos takes over because then it's like, well, then are we playing a game? Like, how do you play a game when there's so much unpredictability? Mm-hmm. And so it's like all these people are like putting plans into motion and then that just completely hijacks it. And then it's like, well, now this vote is starting to feel like a random result. But I, I mean, I guess... I guess part of being good at this is understanding that those kinds of things can happen and yeah. making sure that you build bridges wherever you can build them. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I mean, it definitely makes for exciting TV when they do it. Cause you're like, what, you know, and, you know, it's, it's good. And I'm, I mean, give me 50 tribal councils, every episode. I like tribal councils, <laughs> the best part of the show. So. <laughs> I always um, love it. I always love it when they head into tribal council and there's a full half hour left and you're like, oh, this is going to be good. Yes. Well, and I think this one in particular was really interesting because Shan worked with Ricard and Erica, right, to send a seer home. And if they had kept with like their original alliance with like Shan and a seer and working with Ricard and voted out Erica like Shan wanted, the entire game would have been different. Right. So it's just like really interesting, like when you have those like smaller groups, the decisions that end up being made too that wouldn't normally be made. Right. Because you have fewer people to convince to change the the plan. So I think that's what's like Nasir, I, you know, he was he was lovely. I thought he was lovely. I didn't have any particular feelings about him going home, but I think that like how that played out was, was really interesting. So and then of course I was so bummed to see Evie Ghosh. They were they were like my number one, I hope they come back again because I want to see them play so badly. <laughs> Evie was a great player. I think Evie, uh, when we went into the merge, I thought was one of the only people who seemed to have an active plan. Yeah. Sham, Sham had some had various plans as well, for sure. But Evie was very calculated throughout and very calm. And that is the kind of player that can do extremely well on Survivor. You know, that's the, the Parvati sort of personality where I I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to get derailed from it by emotion. And I'm just going to like kind of plow my way through day by day and quietly like make this happen for me. And so I was really bummed to see Evie go because I thought it would have been an incredible, you know, final five to, to see. I, I mean, imagine if Evie and Shan and Xander and Erica, like we're all in that final four. I loved the final four or five that we got, but that would have been like an incredible showdown between those two. Yeah, Yeah, Evie, I think she she somehow played too hard because the tribe really wanted Evie out. They saw how dangerous um, Evie was. So if we see her, see them again, I would be interested to see how far they make it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think they'll come out being a target potentially in the beginning of a season. It just depends on who else is there. Right. I mean, that's the other thing too. So it's tricky, but. Now Shan goes out next and Mm. that was, that episode was phenomenal. I mean, incredible TV. I, it's so funny because Shan was such, such an aggressive player and I was simultaneously the entire time wanting to see someone take her out and wanting to see her win. I was just yeah. like, I want her to win and lose. Like yes. she, she was just so aggressive and she was so 
I don't know. What, what were Shan's weaknesses, do you think? She wanted credit for every move mm-hmm. that she made, which I think is kind of um, the opposite is reflected in Erica, right? She was okay with sharing that a little bit, which I think was a good move, obviously, on, on her part. But Shan wanted credit for everything, even if it wasn't always her doing or, or whatever. And I think that that was one of the, the negatives, I think. Um, and she wanted to be in control. Not only did she want to get credit, but she wanted to be control of the minutia of every plan. Yeah. And I think that she just got into deep water with that. She showed her cards. And I think because of that, she was a little difficult to work with or a lot difficult. <laughs> according to Deshaun. <laughs> yes. Um, was Shan's, uh, the, the tribal council where Shan got voted out, was that the one where they had the really intense race conversation? I think it was. Cause she was, I think there. it was actually the one after because Deshaun felt so horrible about voting. Well, her they, out. they did it twice. Did it? You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there was, yeah. Cause they had it with Shan there. Cause I remember her sitting in the dream. She participated and Liana gave that incredible speech about the so burden, good. the burden yes. that, that they carry um, as black people. And I just, I mean, the, the, the black players and the way they talked about their experience was incredible. It was so moving. Um, and then I would really appreciate the way everybody else responded to it. And it, it was just like, it was one of those tribal councils where I was like, oh, these are all really good people. And they all like, genuinely care about one another and that was really really nice to watch i thought it was really interesting too that liana had the foresight to say look i get people at home some of you are going to be like Mm -hmm. get back to survivor like why why the hell are you talking about this like this stuff doesn't matter but she she even said and she even said i feel like that sometimes as a sure yeah sure and and i i didn't particularly only because i see this is gonna sound so dumb i mean survivor is really this like microcosm of life right like it really is like taking the macro down to the micro and so it's like those things how could they not show up when you're playing Mm -hmm. survivor and to to give a voice to those particular challenges and to make them overt as opposed to like kind of just an undercurrent. I really love that. And I, I, you know, and I know that like things are in a different place now than they have been, uh, you know, of the last other 20 some odd years of survivor, but I, so of course it's going to be different. And I like that they're making it more overt and I like that they're, bringing people who, who are um, really communicative about these things in ways that are, I think, phenomenal. I think they did a great job. So, and, yeah. And I Liana, being a 20-year-old and being able to put towards all of that, I think it just had an incredible impact on people watching this from all demographics. I could not have been more impressed with her. I mean, seriously, when, when she finished talking, I was like, that was a written speech. Like, yeah. how did that just come out of a human being's mouth impromptu? And and the way, the reason why it did is because she's living this, right? And she's, th- this isn't like thoughts that just came to her. She's talking about, hey, here, here are the 20 years that I've had on earth that I am living daily with these kinds of things that I'm having to deal with. And I, of course, am equipped to describe them very well for you because they're omnipresent in my life. And, and that definitely was the case with all of them. But she, I think her, 
her articulation was the most powerful of everybody's. And she definitely got the most screen time out of it too. Cause I think the producers were like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, gold. Um, a, a couple of other things about the sham vote out Ricard's best move. I mean, that was a, that was a, the episode where we were like, Oh, Ricard's the one to be. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fact, the fact that, it was so interesting how he, how Shan w- was refusing to agree to like be his ally to the end. And so he's like, and they were like, well, we have to take one another out eventually. And so he's like, I just have to do it now then. Mm-hmm, and yeah. the fact that he was able to do that and have Shan just be like, I'm voting for you. You know, she gets voted out. She calls the Shauna snake. And then she turns to Ricard <laughs> and is like, and you have my vote. And Deshaun just looks shocked because he's like, Ricard's the one who did this. But you you have to attack people the right way in the show in order to like earn and keep their respect. And Ricard never made a promise to her and Deshaun did. And so she's like, Ricard didn't break a promise to me, right? So Yeah, I thought it was, I mean, he it was the exact right time. In his exit interview, he talked about, he was like, we were going into final seven. If you got rid of one of my people, Shan has four people and can easily take me out next, right? And then if I lose, so it was like very, very calculated. The timing, I think, was just right. But the fact that, that Shan was still very much team Ricard at that point is really interesting, particularly because, you know, Xander and him had kind of then developed this cute little bromance over the next few episodes. And Xander, of course, turns, and I will talk to, about this a little bit later, but Ricard's response to that was very different, I think, than the one that Shan gave him, even though it felt like a very similar move. I have to take out the biggest threat. As opposed to respecting it, you know, he kind of pulled an opposite of what, what Shan ultimately did there. And so I like big props to Shan in my mind, like it. In her, for her, it was like a game at that point, right? And and I think her exit interview was so classy. And you know, this is a game, despite her being like this really big personality over the past however many episodes. So, the, uh, this was also the episode where I started actively rooting for Erica. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, I thought Erica was a goat, and then this episode because Erica was, was part of Ricard's plan, like she helped. Uh, you know, she got Tiffany on board with it. And then she was thinking about it from her own perspective. Like, yes, why is this the right move for me? And she explained it within the episode. And when she did that, I suddenly was like, oh, wait a minute. Is Erica like good at this game? And then from, from this point on, I was, I mean, we, we all texted about it and we'll, we'll talk about Erica at the end. Obviously we were all texting about it. And I kept saying, and I think you guys were also saying or agreeing like, I'm kind of rooting for Erica to win. Like I really, but I was like, of course she's not going to win. Of course she's not going to win. You know, yeah. but it was like right around this point that I was like, I kind of want Erica to win. And so it was just so wild how this all turned out. But yeah. Um. Okay. Well, uh, up next uh, we have Liana going out. Um, Liana, if Liana was 10 years older, she would have been 20 times a better player, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was like an age thing. The thing is though, too, is that she wasn't even number one on the chopping block this episode. This is when they had the big do or die twist, um, which, you know, kind of started at the immunity challenge. You got the chance to sit out if you wanted to, but the first person to lose immunity then had to do the, the do or die thing at, at the tribal council 
And it was Deshaun and event essentially was the Monty Hall problem, right? And if you won, you nobody could vote for you. And if you lost, you were out right right then and there, right? Beating like all of the odds, he won, right? He beat the do or die thing. Uh literally the odds of it were against him in terms of like <laughs> if you understand like the statistics behind the Monty Hall problem. Um, and so you know, I think she would have been in there another Ep, you know, another week or two or episode or two or whatever if if that hadn't happened. But yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um Liana her her immaturity, we just talked about how incredible she was at that tribal council and how um well you know how well she presented that information. Her immaturity came out in her grudge holding. Mm-hmm. She was so mad that Xander had tricked her. And like, I feel like a, a slightly more mature player would have been like, yeah, you got me. And then we move on, you know, but like, she just hated him. And From she, like the beginning. Yeah. And yeah. And there was like one point where he's like, dude, I think it was at that, that challenge on this episode when she's like under her breath, she's like, I hate him, I hate his face. And it's just like, calm down. Like he's a nice guy. All he did was like trick you in a game where you're supposed to be tricking each other. Like, He's done nothing else wrong to you. (laughs) No, and it was a lot. And he was asked about that too. I had to listen to an interview with him and he was asked about that. And he's like, it was so funny watching it back because Liana and I experienced it very differently. Right. He, there was like a deleted scene where like he thought he expressed that he had like a tiny little baby crush on her, which is kind of cute. And was like, no, I thought like she was brilliant. She's smart. Like, you know, people are underestimating her gameplay, which I don't know if that ended up you know being true but but so it's interesting how they experienced that totally differently while they were while they were playing but but yeah i i mean i didn't see her going to the end to be honest so it didn't surprise me i didn't either but now that i'm thinking about it i'm like why didn't i you know what i mean like and i think a lot of it like you said eli just comes down to maybe like maturity or something but then and like i think xander ultimately had that problem as well but he was able to win challenges um, yeah. So maybe that was kind of the difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, because I, I don't know that Xander is necessarily smarter than Liana. I think they were both pretty smart. Um, her it, Xander was not um, emotional. His That's immaturity dip- was, yeah, was you're a right. different kind of immaturity. It was. Yes. It he was, couldn't it, read. He- he didn't yeah, he read, read people as well. He didn't read people. Right. Well, not that Leanna did, but like, but he was able to be pretty even killed, even though yeah. he, his like position in the tribe fluctuated quite a bit, yeah. top to bottom, like over and over again. But he was pretty, he was unemotional about, about the changes, which, which yeah. was to his benefit. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. so ne- next up is Danny. Now, the big question was, we, if you were watching this season and particularly this episode, by the time Danny goes out, uh, I think we were all sort of like, wait, why would they vote out Danny and not Deshaun? Deshaun is clearly the bigger threat. I have thoughts on why they did that, that I think were confirmed by the finale. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I think Danny was way more likable. No. I think that the edit, for whatever reason, kind of maybe swayed us as viewers one way. But it seemed like lots more people disliked Deshaun than Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but when 
the jury clearly did not care for Deshaun. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we were, because I, I had thought, like, I wonder if Deshaun is just less likable than it seems to us as viewers. Danny seemed perfectly likable, but Danny didn't really seem to be playing. No. And Deshaun was playing, and so it was like, isn't he the bigger threat? But that jury hated Deshaun. I mean, I'm sure they they like him just fine, but like in the game, they were just like, absolutely not. Like, not yeah. interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, something else, too, that Erica said after, sorry, I'm, I'm like bringing all of these other interviews, but that, that was really interesting context, too, is she said, Danny, when he makes up his mind, he like does, he like is not very persuadable, right? He like has an idea, this is what he's going to do. And so she was like, I probably can't work with Danny as much as I could work with Deshaun. Deshaun is like much more like flowy in his decisions and who we will work with. And so for her, that was what it came down to is that it was less of, like, she was like, yeah, of course I was like thinking about jury and likability, but for me, it was like, I can use Deshaun. I, can't, I probably can't use Danny. And honestly, I think it, that I, I didn't realize I hadn't even thought of that. And it, I think she read them very, very well in that moment too. So that was the episode where uh, he, where Deshaun threw her under the bus at tribal for no reason and was like blowing up his own game. And she still, she still stuck with her plan. I got rid of Danny, which I guess is like uh, uh, more evidence that Erica knew what she was doing, but she like, she got rid of Danny and then she turned to Deshaun and she like said something to him at tribal at the end. It was like, you're welcome. Like, you know, I'm, I'm still going to work with you or whatever. And I, I don't know. It was, it was a really interesting, and I'm sure that there are just some things that are just so hard to show, no matter how good the editing is. And maybe it, it just was really hard to convey what people really thought of Deshaun. I don't know, but yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Looking, looking back on it, when I was thinking about if Danny or Deshaun was the bigger threat based on the edit, Danny was always right on when they would show him like he would he really read situations correctly, like in hindsight, watching the show back. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, yeah, he was he was maybe a more quiet player, but it seemed like he really was a threat, too. And like that makes complete sense, Jalen, about yeah him being not as persuadable. So it seems like they definitely made the right call by keeping the Sean, obviously. Um, yeah. Um, so then Ricard, Ricard gets taken out. <laughs> Uh, so final five, Ricard gets taken out and Erica wins immunity and she had an advantage. Do you think without that advantage, Ricard would have won immunity? Because it, it came, it, it was pretty close. It was, it was really close, the puzzle. So they had to knock the keys off, right? And, and whatnot. And it really came down to the puzzle. If she had not had that advantage, I think that Ricard would have won immunity again, to and be honest. I, and then either Deshaun or Erica would have gone home. Probably, probably, and because Xander had the well, yes, of course, because Xander had yes. the idol. Yeah, and it was particularly advantageous to Erica because she's short, and so because of the challenge, she had to like knock the things off and climb the thing. Like, I think she really did need that advantage, and so it really worked out to her benefit. And like, I saw like something on Reddit, like, was it like too advantageous? Um, mm. the, um, the advantage that she found in, I, I don't think so. I mean, she found it fair and square, so it is what it is good Yeah, for, good and, on her. And the fact that it was like the puzzle still ended up being very close 
Like if it had been a blowout, then we could say it's too advantageous. But I mean, the advantages are there to give you an edge, right? Regardless. Is, so yeah, this is one of these. And again, getting ahead of ourselves, but so much of the Twitter takes at the end of the season were um, Xander was such a better player than Erica. And I started thinking through it. And I was like, even objectively, is that true? She found just as many advantages as he did. She won just as many challenges as he did. She was like on the top of every vote and the jury loved her. And it was just like, why was he a better player? And not only that, but like she always so she was in a voting block. She had. So and when you're when you have that pair, a lot of people think like, oh, that's a crush. Yeah. I, I mean, no, she was. So you were just that much more powerful yeah. when you're in a when you are in a solid pair. And Xander never had that. He had that like for an episode here, an episode there. But the fact that Erica was so tight with Heather for so long speaks to like her ability to like make those long term connections and work with somebody long term. And that's huge. It's huge. And Xander never had that. Yeah. And on top of that, yes, Xander got found the extra vote and he found the immunity idol. He didn't play either of them correctly. Mm -hmm. They were both away. They were both wasted. And so it's like. Okay, so he found something in the woods or, you know, whatever lake. But he, but playing playing your advantages correctly is so much more important in terms of showing that you're good at this game than just finding them. Yeah, I agree that he did not use the extra vote correctly, but I don't agree that like obviously it was the last final thing he had to play it. He was probably safe that night for his immunity idol. But I actually think that him, if he had played it earlier, he would have gotten out earlier. Okay, fair. I think, fair. I think, I think him yeah. holding on to it. Yes. Like he could have saved Evie. You could have saved Tiffany, but then he would have been for what? ultimately right. or yeah, yeah, like to what end. So I actually don't think that he played, he played that incorrectly. It, in my pro- it provided him a lot of safety and yes, I, I, I should give him more credit for that. Being able to hold on to an idol that for twenty days—that's really hard to do. Yeah, it's insane. Something yeah. I still can't figure out is why they didn't try to flush the idol. I like still can't yeah. figure it out. Why? Because they either would have flushed it or got him out. Yeah, I still don't understand that. I just—I think maybe they just never had the numbers that they could do it with. Because to truly flush out an idol, you have to have a voting block big enough to vote two people. Yeah. Right. And 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 have those two people not be able to put together numbers to to undo your voting block. And I well, just think I think that the the Shan, um, Danny, Liana, and Deshaun group was too dysfunctional um, to ever pull <laughs> that off. They just were. Right. Like, they they, they were. Deshaun was like off doing, you know, they would have these conversations then he'd run off and then it would get back to them and they would just be like, well, what are we doing here? And so it really was, I think Deshaun was their undoing. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't remember who said it like post the final episode, but nobody really saw Xander apparently as a big threat, which is also another thing. Like we, I read Xander very differently from the outside and with the edit, he was given a very big heroes edit, whatever. But like, so that's also, I think probably played into it is nobody was like reading him as like this big threat to win the game in the end, which clearly he wasn't. So yeah but anyway ricard ricard uh (laughs) ricard i i love ricard i thought he was great um his moment where he tells xander that he's having a baby and xander gets all teary out oh my gosh that just like got my i was like sobbing (laughs) it was very sweet it was very sweet genuine and so sweet and 
I just make me love Xander so much. (laughs) Xander is very sweet. And yes, he responds to those emotional things very well for a 20 year old somebody. Right. Like it's it's very, very sweet. Ricard was able to, he made it home in time for the birth, which is, yeah. which is yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, um, Ricard, Ricard was an incredible player. He really was I, incredible. Yeah. He, he's one of those that I could watch play again two or three times. Oh, I want to yeah. see him come back. I, I don't know if, he, if he'll win though. I, I don't I, know. He might he be too much of win. a threat at this point. Yeah. I mean, but who knows? You never know. Like, I also thought it was hilarious that he was like, I am really good at this. And he like reiterated it like several times. He's like, I'm really good at this guy. He was. Here's what he needs to do, because I think in season 40, like Tony switched up his game enough to to play a different game, especially in the beginning. So people were like, oh, he's playing differently. So he wasn't targeted as much. So if Ricard were to come back, I think he would need to adopt a similar strategy where he plays differently in a way that that allows him to further, further, further himself in the game, right? So he can Parvati win. Had, yeah, Parvati had to do that too um, from 16 to 20, yeah. which is why she mm-hmm. made it to the end both times because in 16, she was able to play kind of this low-key game and then like strike, strike, strike at the end. She came back in 20 and she's like, I'm a villain now. You know, like literally <laughs> she was just like, I'm just going to be shit to everybody. And, and, and nobody will want to like take me out because they're like, oh, she sucks. And then she like plowed her way to the end again and should have won. But yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it is possible to do it. You just have to be so calculated, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He could do it. I mean, he's so smart and he understands the game so well. If anyone could, he, he could. I agree. I agree. Well, um, and then we get to Heather and Heather. This- <laughs> okay, so what is Xander thinking when he puts Heather and Deshaun up to make the fire? And uh, truly, like, this was one of these things when that happened, I thought, am I just rooting for Erica so much right now that I have convinced myself that she is a better, like, a bigger threat than she yeah. actually is? And, you know, is he just putting up, is he like, oh, of course, Erica's not getting any votes. But it's like, I feel like Erica's the threat here. I think there are two things. One, he he both simultaneously completely misread the jury and read them a little too well because he was like, I can't give Erica this chance to win in fire. Right. And have another thing that she can add to the resume. But he also had completely misread them and thinking that she was an even bigger threat without that. Right. So it was like this really interesting dichotomy because what he should have done, I think he could have beat her in fire if he had just played her in fire. But I think he was so I mean, you get there, you 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 have a chance to walk into the final three. What are like what would compel him to give up the surety? Right. And also, if he had beat her, would that have do you think he would have won? Would he have beat Deshaun? Yes. I think I so. so too. Partly because I have a theory that I don't have strong evidence for this, but I think Xander got no votes from the jury, right? I think that there were at least three or four people on the jury who were going back and forth between Xander and Erica. And mm. I suspect that that some of them might have thought, well, Xander's going to get a bunch of votes, so I'll vote for Erica. Mm. Like I really think that might have happened. If you take Erica out of the picture and he's up against Deshaun and Heather, I think it's a blowout. You know, yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun maybe gets that one vote from, was it Danny who voted Danny? for him? I guess. I, I'm well, guessing. 
something I learned from uh, Tyson Apostles podcast on the Ringer Network was that um, because they're all together on Ponderosa, they like talk about this like nonstop. And so they kind of are like, it acts kind of like a real jury system where they're like figuring it out. And sometimes they reach like unanimity or whatever. And then also the reason why they might've given a vote to Deshaun is so he got second place money. That's like mm. another thing that I didn't really like think about before is that, that then they're putting their votes on like certain people to make sure they get third or second or whatever, mm. but it's a more of a concerted effort than I had even like realized. Yeah, I, I think they get like 200 grand or something for second place. It's like yeah. a decent chunk of change. Yeah. So. So the the fire though between Heather and Deshaun was honestly very good TV. Like it was some of the best minutes of that of the final episode because it went back and forth. It looked like Heather had it if the wind hadn't been blowing, or she had like moved her sticks a you know a few inches or something. I think that she would have got it. But it was it was honestly you know Heather's to win, and Deshaun's comeback was was impressive. It was impressive. Yeah. I, so. I say I kind of hate that the fire challenge happens. I miss just using that like final immunity to figure out who you're taking to the end with you. But every time they do the fire challenge, it's gripping television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I, what I like about it, Eli, is that people have the same opportunity to prepare for that in the months leading up to their time on survivor. Right. Because every, there's going to be, you don't know if it's going to be you, but building a fire is obviously a key survival skill. Like it's really important. And it's something that a lot of people can practice. And if you put time into it, you're going to obviously be better than others. And so, so I I like that aspect of it where like, you, you know, you could have Heather who's, you know, this 50 some odd year old woman who, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't hate it. But it, but it is a little it can feel a little cheap that that is the maybe the way that you get into the final three. But I don't know. I don't mind. Yeah, it. I do kind of like that. It has the survivalist like aspect of it, which I think like in modern survivor, it's like so much of like the social game, which I love. Like, I enjoy that aspect of it more than watching them like struggle on like a pallet in the woods, you know, <laughs> so I like that. But I do kind of like the reminder of like, oh, yeah, like you should have been doing this all along. So I can really see like yeah. sides to it and that. Yeah. And I think like if um, the second that Xander saw that Erica could not make the fire, <laughs> I don't understand why he saw her trying to make a fire. And I think he completely overthought it. He did. Yeah. Well, and I'll say, and I'm guessing the reasons why the reason why the producers started doing the fire making challenge to get into the final three is it tends to produce a stronger final three because Mm, it used to be the case that like you would just you would just eliminate the the best player right to get to the final three, but now that best player still has a chance to stay in and actually a pretty good chance because usually the better players are also kind of good at the survival stuff. So yeah. That's a good point. That's a great um, point. I love Heather. I love, love, love her. And I was <laughs> really disappointed that she lost. I, I, I know. know Heather was never going to win this game, but like people kind of talk about her like, oh, Heather was a wet rag and did nothing. I don't think that's true. I don't I agree don't either. either. She was working with Erica and like, I don't think Heather was just doing what Erica, what Erica said. I think she had a mind of her own and the two of them and Erica never pretended like I controlled Heather. She was mm-hmm. like, Heather and I work together. Like, that's how we made it so far is because we're loyal to one another. 
And I think Heather just brought like really good vibes. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that that was like, she was just kind hearted, like the way that she responded to, you know, Deshaun after they had that whole conversation about, you know, what's gone on in the black community over the last, you know, few years. She's like, I didn't even realize that you were going through this. And they're like, chat on the beach was really sweet. And I don't know. I, I like Heather a lot. I wouldn't, I don't know if she'll end up coming back. Um, she doesn't seem like she doesn't have a lot. Of, she doesn't have a lot of strategy, but I don't think that she was just floating along. No, and she had the right read on it. She told Xander, "Erica's the only person that can beat you." Yeah, she tried. She tried to tell him. <laughs> she she was reading everything. It seemed like pretty correctly. Yeah, yeah. So we get to our final three. Um, great final like jury uh tribal erica is so good at talking to the jury if, amazing if anything if anything it was confirmation that she's in the right profession as like a communications manager yes. who likely has to like communicate about really difficult things and you know whatever it's like she's very she's likely very good at her job yes. <laughs> very good at her job the jury a little bit tried to treat her like like a goat, like, oh, you got brought to the end. And she is the only one I have ever seen in 41 seasons to successfully turn that back around and be like, what I, because usually the, the, that goat player is like, well, that was my strategy because I know I'm not very strong. And so I just went along with, you know, that, that's usually what they do. And it never works because the jury's like, okay, so you confirm. And she was like, no, I'm not that. I am very good at this game. I was always on top of the vote. I was always a part of that decision making. I ingratiated myself with everyone here because I, and I knew what I was doing. I found an ally who would never betray me. And I worked with that ally and we made plans and I didn't, I didn't require the credit for those things, which is another reason why I made it so far. Like her answer on all of that was just like, oh yeah, honey, you're good at this. Like the best I've ever seen in any like final tribal. It was, Mm -hmm. it was amazing. And contrast that with both Deshaun and Xander kind of failing at answering some really critical questions. I mean, number one, Deshaun, when he was like, I can't even remember what the question was or what his answer was, but the jury was like literally like looking at each other. Like, are you kidding me like this? No, 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 buddy. And then also the question about Xander, like, well, give us some evidence of like, you know, you're you being able to read these social situations and he couldn't think of one. And it was like, dude, he, he, I think his read on like the Liana situation with the the idol doing, he could have pulled that out and he didn't even like lean on that. So so it was like er- Erica's ability to very, very well, like in in like a few sentences encapsulate her game as well as she did. And contrast that with the inability of both Sean and Xander to do it in a way was like, oh, yeah, this is this is a, a, a an amazing final trial. Um, and for her, her to poor Deshaun had no chance. I don't think the jury even wanted to give him a chance because he barely got a question. And when mm-hmm. he did, it was like, Deshaun, we all think that you're bad at this. <laughs> And then they would just like look at him. He'd be like, I'm not. And then they would move up like he had no. So Xander, there were people on the jury who were like, Xander, here's what I think you did really, really well. And Nasir gave Xander like this huge speech about like, I think you're very good at this game. Ricard did Erica some favors because yes. I think Ricard like turned to the jury and he was like, 
Erica is incredible at this, and I hope that she didn't play so under the radar that you guys can't see it. And I think that that had to help, right? Yes. And it, and it allowed Erica to be like, yeah, I am good at this, and this is my under the radar game. Yeah, and I also like that she owned, like, yeah, I had a couple close relationships, but, like, strategically, I knew I couldn't do that with everyone. And I like that she owned, like, yeah, like, I'm not going to be best friends with everyone, which, like, a different take that I, like, haven't seen before, but so true to life. And yeah. like, and also to, I mean, that makes complete sense. And I love that she really did own every aspect of her game. I don't think it was just good PR, even though it was. I think it was also really true to her strategy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, when, when she turned that background on the jury, when they were kind of talking about her, like, did you really play a good game? She's like, guys, it, when she said this line is what I was like, oh, she's nailing this. When she said guys, I am in my job. I am used to walking into the boardroom and being treated like the intern when I'm the one running the meeting. And when she said that, I was like, oh, that is such a good answer for her to give. And she's just like, you guys can underestimate me all day. You will, you will not be doing something new to me. I am used to this, but I was, I run the board meeting. I'm not the intern. Like I just, I loved that answer. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, she did a great job. Um, yeah, so interesting how it all played out. Oh, one one thing to go back a tiny bit to when Ricard was going. I thought it was so interesting, Jeff's role in that final tribal council. Remember Jeff basically being like, so it's a foregone conclusion, right? That Ricard <laughs> is going. He did him no favors. And I haven't quite seen that, or I don't remember seeing that from him before, where it's just like, some of the best people will never win by regard. It must have just been so obvious that he was going home. I mean, the only other time I can think of where Jeff got interfered that much and like sent somebody home was when <laughs> what's his name outed Zeke. And they didn't even vote. And they didn't even vote. And Jeff was yes. like, so we all agree he's going home, right? And everybody was like, <laughs> sure. And then he went home. <laughs> Which like in that episode, it would have been so inappropriate for them after that yes. extremely traumatizing thing happened to then get up and vote. That would have been, and especially if that guy didn't get, I think Jeff was just like, we have to get him out of here. But like, yeah, this felt almost that level. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you're all voting Ricard, But right? Ricard hadn't even, like, done anything wrong. And he was just like, we all know Ricard's the best, and therefore you gotta go, buddy. You're not safe. It was just so Jeff wild. Alzheimer's. <laughs> he was, like, a little casual Fridays with, like, his hair, and he's like, all right, guys. And then with, like, the pizza at the end, and I'm like, okay, Jeff, like, let's pack it up. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's here. talk about that aspect of the final episode of mm. um, how they went mm -hmm. straight. They read the votes at the final rather than, you know, months later at a live reading with an audience said whatever. And then they did their quote unquote reunion show, which wasn't really a reunion show at that point. I don't even know what you'd call it. With it was only like a, a recap, after, a recap yeah. with only the jury and the final three. So they didn't bring any of the pre the players from pre-jury. And then of course there was no audience. Um takes on on that. Loved it. I liked it a lot. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did too. For for a bunch of reasons. One, I like seeing them find out the winner fresh. Uh, when whenever they like do the months later thing, I'm always like, do they know? Do they know? Because like they all talk, and also it probably doesn't feel as emotional because they've like gone back to their normal life. 
I love seeing them. They're like, we just played this game and now we're going to find out the winner right now. I thought that was great. Um, the jury didn't have a chance to like go home and talk to each other for months. It was just like everybody found out together how, yeah. how the book shook mm-hmm. out. Um, I thought the comment, so I have like really grown sour to the reunion episodes in the last five, six years, because I think they're kind of boring. I don't care about the pre-merge people because I've already forgotten yeah. their names. So I don't need we, to hear from we them. Never learned, we never learned their names we to never begin learned, with. Never learned their names. <laughs> I like, I, without looking at the sheet right now, I cannot tell you one person's name from pre-merge from season 41. And could, so, but... so, so there's that. Um, and then also like Jeff's questions are all so canned and like boring. And it's like, well, why did you do that vote? And they're like, I don't know. I just voted that way. And it's like, you never get any information, but when they're all there and they're fresh and they're tired and they're still feeling the emotion of what just happened, that conversation was great where they're all like, yeah, this is why I did that play a couple of days ago that is still fresh on my mind. And now I can talk about it very openly because the game's over. Yeah, I I did like it a lot. I liked reading it there. I was like, poor Deshaun looked exhausted. I was like, this poor guy. Yeah. Like, it was a lot. Like, I was happy for Erica that that's the way that, like, I don't know, played out. But I would felt kind of bad for Deshaun and Xander because they had no time to process, like, what could have been. So, I but I still liked it. I preferred it, I think, to the live reunion show. Um, I texted this to you guys, but I think I would have liked, like, maybe, like, half and half, like, I liked reading the votes there and a little bit there, but I would have liked a little bit of like a retrospective look I, a couple I, months later. I kind of agree with that now that like you've said it and I'm like, yeah, if I kind of wouldn't hate a kind of a both a hybrid kind of approach in the future. But yeah. one thing oh. I was happy to not have was Jeff like pulling random kids out of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you like survivor kid. Yeah. <laughs> like I was okay without that. Same, same. And, and I don't need Sia marching down the the thing with her hair over her face, no. holding up a check. No, yeah. didn't miss her. No, no. Um, well, and I, I guess maybe part of why it, I, I agree with that, Lindsay. Like, there is it is kind of interesting to hear people now they've watched the show and they've seen everything. It is kind of interesting to see how people respond to that. But now they're all doing like so many interviews and podcasts. It's like, if you really want to know somebody's take, like it's not hard to find anymore. And so I just feel like the, that old version of the reunion episode is just becoming more and more irrelevant. Yeah, Um, that's true. And I would never have thought that I would feel this way until season 40 happened and they just didn't do it. And I was like, I didn't miss it. Like it was just totally fine with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Sadly, I'd already like blocked out the way season 40 unfolded. <laughs> that part of 2020 is gone. Yeah. <laughs> that reunion was weird. The Zoom reunion. Yeah. Well, and, and we only have to wait three months, March, yeah. whatever, until season 42. And the preview looked like it's going to, it seems like it's going to play mm-hmm. out similarly. But I, I like the fact that they're doing it like, you know, the idols the same way, but because it was recorded before these ones aired that, you know, the players on that season didn't know. And so we kind of, you know, know, and I don't know. It, it, I'm excited to, I'm so excited for new, another season. Awesome. So. Totally. Um, well, a- any other final thoughts? 
No, I love talking about this with you guys. And I, I'm really curious to see which of the kind of innovations in the season prevail. Like whether, I think like obviously this one's already filmed, but once they get the reactions from the audience, like I'm curious, like they went on their like little journeys up the mountain. Like I could probably do without that in the future. Um, I'm curious to see how many advantages will be in future seasons because this was very advantage heavy. But I think like this did feel a little different than previous seasons. So I'm I'm excited to see what can it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they ever bring back fire tokens again yeah you like the fire tokens i hated mm. the fire no, tokens no, no 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 i i hated how they were used i mm, like I, agree. I like the idea of it i think the idea of it is interesting they need to revamp it though because yeah. part of the problem in 40 is nobody knew what they were worth that's and true so yeah. nobody knew what to do with them and like i feel <laughs> like if there was a, if there was a clear system of like this is what currency. fire tokens. Yeah, it's currency, yeah. and this is this is how you buy things, and this is what they're worth. I think that would be more interesting. So I'm it, what I feel about forty and forty one is the same, which is like I didn't like a lot of the advantages, but I like that they try this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. interesting that they try it. You know what? So I, in theory, don't hate the try, try wizard. The three-way immunity, everybody oh, has yeah. to have it and say, in theory, I don't, what I don't like about it is it makes them known much more widely than they would be yeah. otherwise. And I think one of the biggest things you can do to advance your game is to not tell anybody about advantages that you have. And that makes it really hard to do that. So if they got rid of that or like found a different way, you know, to like, engage that i wouldn't hate that moving forward i don't mind a lot of advantages but what do you think about the do or die challenge um i i think i'd be interested in maybe if it didn't have such dire consequences um but maybe it's like a thing of like okay here's the do or die thing and you like you lose your vote or you have to go to exile island for a day or something like that but to get sent home on a probability just doesn't feel congruent with the game to me I think I would like it less if there wasn't a choice aspect to it because they had the choice to sit out the immunity challenge. If they didn't have that choice to begin with, I think I would have liked it a lot less because they were fully aware of Mm -hmm. the potential consequences and they got to opt in or opt out. And I think if they weren't given that choice, then it would have bothered me a little bit more. But I think you walk in fully knowing what's happening, you get the choice to sit out. And if not... You know, you still have an L there. It is probability, but it's still choice. It was weird that it wasn't a 50, 50 choice, right? You had like a third chance, two thirds chance. Right. So I don't know. It was, it was interesting, but I didn't, I didn't hate it. I think. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It made for good TV because he ended up staying. I think if he had gone <laughs> home, it, maybe I would have felt different, but yeah. I don't know. Vote. I hate it when people go home without um, being voted out. I hate it. Like under any circumstances, if it's like illness, uh, there was that. Uh, what was what was her name? The woman that Je- is like Jeff's favorite player of all time. The black woman who went. Suri. Suri. Um, um, I loved her. And I was so upset that everybody happened to be able to play basically an idol for themselves. And so by default, she just got sent home, even though. No votes. Yeah. No yeah. Votes. Hated, right. And and so like I don't like it when that happens because that just starts to feel like chaos again to me. And so the do or die, I I agree, Lindsay. I think I would like it a lot more if it wasn't you go home. 
but there's like some other disadvantage that befalls you. Yeah. Yeah. My husband, he teaches probability and statistics and he was jumping around like the biggest nerd. He's like, I'm like, okay, you need to like calm down a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so cute. I was getting ready to get on a whiteboard to to map out why he should have changed. <laughs> no, 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 no. Trust me. It becomes two thirds. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. That's really good. So I could talk about Survivor with you guys for days yeah. on end. We'll, we'll we'll be back for season forty two. I think I liked doing a a mid season and a after season pop in. So I think we'll do that again for season forty two. So follow us uh, on Hive Mind, and we'll talk to everybody then. Bye bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye.